0: Welcome to Tantra Talks, where we make fintech sexy. On each episode, topics will range from news and updates about fintech, Bitcoin, and other cryptocurrencies to algorithmic trading, mining, consumer adoption, and on occasion, we will get cosmic and explore how Bitcoin is ushering in an entirely new financial paradigm. This podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs and hosted by Tantra CTO, Russell LaCour, and Creative Director, Brecky Von Bitcoin. Please note, All opinions expressed by Brecky, Russell, or their guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Tantra Labs, Inc. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Brecky, Russell, or their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of their opinions. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only.
1: Hey there, folks. Brecky Von Bitcoin here to introduce an episode with one of my favorite people in the Bitcoin space. Christian Carolus, a.k.a. C.K. Snarks on Twitter, is one of the hosts of the popular POV Crypto podcast. He also works for BTC Media, which is the parent company of Bitcoin Magazine, the upcoming Bitcoin 2020 conference, as well as a ton of other ventures, including a stable of amazing podcasts that you should all check out. We got into Christian's crypto story, how he got involved, and what his role is over at BTC Media. We talked a lot about the upcoming Bitcoin 2020 conference and all the fun things they're cooking up, Personally, I think I'm most excited to hear Tony Hawk speak. Yes, Tony Hawk is a Bitcoiner, if you didn't know that. But the list of amazing speakers and activations, including a whole bunch of artwork from yours truly, goes on and on, and I would definitely urge you to go if you can. Um, I'll drop a link in the show notes and a reminder to use code CK for 20% off tickets. And lastly, if you could all do me a favor a small one, not a big one. Don't worry. If you enjoy our show, please, please subscribe and leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Those reviews do go a long way towards helping us grow. And when you're done with that, share our pod with all your friends and family, you know, like all of them. Open up your Rolodex and just spam the hell out of them. Anyway, enough of my blabbering. It's time for Tantra Talks. How about those parking people Dude. not not very bitcoin of them so we, welcome folks a, we're uh ray of sunshine. <laughs> such a ray of sunshine so i'm sitting here with uh christian Carolus. yeah you got christian. it christian Carolus from btc media an old friend of mine in the bitcoin world he's a he's a great fellow you might know him from the POV crypto pod where he constantly drives home the fact that Bitcoin is better than Ethereum. Although that's up for debate, I guess. Listen to the pod, decide for yourself. And uh, no, it's not up for debate. Well, yeah, I I was just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Trying to be nice here. You tribalist, (laughs) tribalist. I'm just trying to help people out. Yeah, Uh, unlike the parking people. So that's what we were talking about. At our office we have, um, thank God they're not into crypto. Um, These are people I'm not gonna get into Bitcoin because they annoy me so much. There's like 30 parking spots outside. And yet anyone who comes to visit the office, they say, we're sorry, but
2: there's no parking available. And uh, I don't know. They're like, they're, they're basically parking Nazis. There's at least 12 spots. She so was just like, nope, nope. It's going to fill up. Sorry. Too many people at
1: that office already. Yeah, it's it's not going to fill up. Meanwhile, we have spots that we actually pay for in the garage. So this is like a guest coming to the office. All right, folks, I'm, uh, I'm done uh, uh, rambling and complaining about our office parking. That's boring. All right, let's get into it let's uh let's hear your your uh, your Bitcoin crypto story. I, I don't cause I don't think I actually know this. Um, like were you shit coiner before, and you went down the rabbit hole like everybody,
2: or uh, were you always an enlightened human being? Um, well, I am a human, so it's it's <laughs> tough to be enlightened right away, especially in such a confusing space. But I was part of class of twenty seventeen. I would say I was pretty primed for Bitcoin was super into personal finance playing the credit card game got really into saving there's a book i'm completely blanking on it the The richest man in babylon i Mm -hmm. read that and just like super basic super rudimentary like how do you save and invest your money like told in parable style so
1: oh, i like that that, yeah
2: highly recommend richest man in babylon for personal finance in general you know, really kind of shaped my view. And then 2017 came around. A good friend of mine was like, yo, have you checked out Bitcoin? And I was like, uh, not really. I'd always heard about it, but it was just like one of those things I just kind of, you know, never looked into. So I actually looked into it and I was like immediately like, holy shit, like this is huge. Um, so like it was almost like an immediate obsession. It wasn't like a medium, immediate Bitcoin maximalism or anything like that, but it was immediate obsession and I immediately liked Bitcoin um, and there's just a lot of hype in 2017 about all this stuff. Like I was trying to get, figure out how to get onto Poloniex and Binance and, you know, trade. Fuck, it was IOTA was like I ripping. <laughs> and I was just like, how do we get onto Binance? But um, I think, you That's know, it. I generally am, I'm kind of like a lot of other Bitcoiners, a little libertarian, a little skeptical. So it didn't take that long for me to be like, you know, what is wrong with blockchain, you know, and start just Googling that. And then uh, Tonevay's crypto scam came up, which is horribly recorded, but it was actually <laughs> negative in the time of just insane euphoria. Um, Ansel Lender with Bitcoin and Markets came up. So a lot of these guys who are like saying like, no, it's not about this stuff. It's about Bitcoin. And they actually really kind of like helped me like understand like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of uh, noise out there. So, I mean, I kind of became a Bitcoiner within four months of discovering crypto and I was really lucky I quit two weeks before I quit my current job which is a non crypto job two weeks before Christmas 2017 and then by February 2018 I'd gotten my gig at uh, Bitcoin magazine and BTC media so um, like dude I've been so blessed just discovered Bitcoin quickly and easily and then uh, got hooked up with a dope Bitcoin company almost immediately and I've been working with them ever since living the dream if you're
1: uh, if you're out there folks and you're looking for a job in Bitcoin
2: Keep at it. They do exist. Yo, so on uh, Bitcoin2020conference.com, we actually have a jobs tab and there's like 10 jobs listed in there. And we're just trying to like talk to as many of our sponsors as possible. And we have like over, you know, 40, 50 sponsors are at this point for the conference and like just try to aggregate all of their jobs. So that could potentially be a good resource. There are other a lot, a lot of other people that are posting about jobs on Twitter and stuff like that. So there is room to get involved in Bitcoin.
1: That's right, folks. There is always room. And here's the other cool thing is I think like a lot of people are going to, you're going to see a lot more of this of people creating, like actually creating jobs and creating things that didn't exist before because of Bitcoin. You know, taking something that they they love and they do in the outside, the non-Bitcoin normie world and kind of making, finding a way for Bitcoin to work in there. Um, like artists like artists hey there you go that was definitely not a self show. not a self show. <laughs> a little bit of a self show. go to vonbitcoin.com actually no that's not my art website vonbitcoinart.com slash newsletter there you go
2: um, you gotta get the show straight bro uh,
1: I'm I don't like being shilly I'm trying not to as much you know try trying to be a classy bitcoiner
2: so one of the reasons why Brecky brought me on the the pod is to talk about Bitcoin 2020 at the end of March this year in SF.
1: I like to let other people shill. That's that, that's the difference. Yeah.
2: No, so I'm going to be shilling it, but uh Brecky is going to be intimately involved in the art department. Like can you sneak peek some of the stuff that you're trying to do in Bitcoin sure. or in what other, you know, cool artists you can kind of shill too?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um so Bitcoin 2020 uh, one We're going to talk about it a lot on this podcast go to the website buy your tickets go it was the most amazing conference i've ever been to in bitcoin last year bitcoin 2019 bitcoin 2019 yeah i've never been to bitcoin 2020 but uh if it's anything like last year it's gonna be amazing and they really really are taking care of their artists and supporting artists in the bitcoin scene which is amazing um so i'm gonna have a installation there that'll be in the um the lightning arcade so it'll be an arcade full of games that you can play by paying with lightning um, old school games new school games everything that's gonna be great play like pac-man with lightning i'm i, I don't know well it'll be it'll pinball. be fun pinball pinball
2: yeah i mean there's like two pinball things oh, last shit.
1: year i'm excited all right very exciting um so what we're gonna be doing a little bit of what i'll share a little bit it's basically a how do i describe it a double infinity mirror cube um the basically the effect is it's a You look into it and you see a cube or a block that gets repeated infinitely. So it's like a visual... um,
2: Because there's mirrors.
1: Because of the... Exactly. The double mirrors used like security mirror. um, And there's LED lights inside. So it'll look like the infinite Bitcoin blockchain stretching off into the the future towards hyper-Bitcoinization. Where I teamed up with a guy who I met through Twitter actually called Bitcoin Audio. Um, I've met him before too. Oh, you've met him? Yeah,
2: I just talked to him on the phone. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, we talked about a bunch of stuff that I never made happen. So I'm glad you made something
1: happen. I, I'm, I'm so glad I reached out to him because I'm like not the most technical. Um, I can't code. Like I meant it's on my list to learn how to code so that I could make this installation. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'll hit this guy up. And he was totally down to collaborate. So the sculpture itself, approximately every 10 minutes um, will change colors with every new Bitcoin block. And the color will be determined by some of the the blockchain data, um, and then there will also be an audio component. So like he basically uses synths and takes the data and like runs it through these. I don't know what he does. It's really it's really complicated. But he basically turns data from Bitcoin into like sort of like electronic music. Um, so,
2: Hence Bitcoin Audio. Hence
1: Bitcoin Audio. Uh, I think he has another account, Bitcoin Colors. I'm not sure. But basically, we're taking these two things that he's built, putting them together, along with my idea for the structure. Um, and it'll be this like interactive experience where there'll be sound from Bitcoin, audio from Bitcoin. I think you'll be able to um, send like a thousand sats or something like that via lightning and it'll like trigger all these other effects that'll happen. Um, go. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, so made out of like acrylic and it's going to be, I think... If my fabricator can go this go this big, it's going to be six point one five feet tall. Um, the cube inside will be twenty one inches across. Six
2: point one five.
1: Oh yeah, I think there's going to be this whole new wave of um, sacred Bitcoin geometry that that pops up that people are going to dive into a little bit. So let's make that happen, dude. I'm, I'm ready, man.
2: <laughs> I need to experience it through uh, through your creativity and others. But man, dude, there's some amazing artists. There's and, some like yeah. what, who else is who else is going to be there? Do you know or
1: I know Nanu Burks will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Lucio Paletti will be there.
2: Dude, Lucho's stuff is awesome.
1: Lucho's awesome. He's really cool. Um, there's another guy. Hold on, let me find him because he. So I, I put out this new this newsletter, um, and basically, I put it out on Twitter. I was like, anybody who's a Bitcoin artist and you want to participate in this, like, reach out to me. I'd love to have you write something for it. Uh, his name is Martin Lucas Ostakowski. Good. I can, I'll, I'll, When I meet him in person, he'll, he'll tell me how to pronounce it. Um, but basically, he's also taking uh, like blockchain data from Bitcoin and because there's only one blockchain um, and using it to generate artwork. And so what my point in saying this is, is the conference is also like featuring some people who like are less well known. Um, like they just put it out as like people need to like apply and, you know, they pick some like really awesome people. Why they pick me? I don't know. But... Uh, So like this guy reached out and he was like, oh, I'm doing this thing for Bitcoin 2020. And I didn't know because like they didn't, I don't know if they released a full list of the artists or they just reached out to us individually. Um, But I'm really excited to meet some of the other artists and kind of see who else uh, you guys are featuring. So it's gonna be some cool stuff.
2: Some artists that are on our side, Pat and Tommy. Oh dude, they're they're freaking awesome too. So like if you like our site, you like the Bitcoin Magazine site, that's a lot of Pat and Tommy.
1: I didn't didn't really know that because I was like interfacing with them for this... um, um, like for the installation stuff, and I was like, "Who are these guys?" And I went to their website, and I was just like, "Oh shit, man. these guys are super talented." Yeah, so indeed. hopefully, I see some of their artwork uh, up on the walls there. Also,
2: do you remember like the Satoshi DJ um, at, at the end on the roof? Yeah, yeah on yeah. the roof uh, at Bitcoin 2019. That was just Tommy, just first try ever. Really, first try ever <laughs> graffitiing. He just like busted out this like dope mural of like yeah. Satoshi DJing. That was or, so like cool. the guy Fox massaging. Yeah. There, there's there has to be a bunch of photos on Twitter.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think I, I like I didn't realize what that was until afterwards because he was doing it like, you know, he was doing it mid, midway through the conference. Um, anyway. All right. Let's we'll get back to the conference later. I want to hear. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your
2: role at BTC Media, like what you were doing, what you're going to be focusing on now. Um, so right now I'm like 100 percent make Bitcoin 2020 the best conference ever. So that's like all my effort is going into doing that. Um, but after that, I've already kind of started this role, but I'll be transitioning fully into our like the the lead of our podcast team and our podcast network. Uh, So we have a podcast network uh, called the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network uh, that we acquired from Adam B. Levine and the Let's Talk like the legendary Mm -hmm. Let's Talk Bitcoin Show. Uh, I think we acquired that in 2017, Um, but it's kind of been on autopilot for a while. So that was Trace's thing, right? Or
1: is it chart? No, it was Trace, right?
2: No, it was actually Adam B. Levine. So uh, let's talk. Uh, so Trace is the Bitcoin knowledge podcast. So
1: wait. Oh, no, it was um, Andreas's. Yeah, was so Adam, R-
2: Andreas, R- Stephanie yeah. Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Mohan. They still do the show, um, but they put together this network that, and uh, I guess a network feed that had a bunch of different shows on it. Um, a lot of them are you know, not really. Uh, consistent podcasters anymore from like the original feed mm-hmm. but we've added a bunch of new ones uh, to the feed but yeah so we have that feed and uh, really you know my job is to just continue to work with all those podcasters and make that you know the best curated feed of bitcoin content and even have like a diversity 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 of different content on there Um, so a lot of the stuff is like heavily focused bitcoin but there's a lot of stuff that's you know more like Just, you know, macro investing or like crypto investing in general, that kind of thing. A lot of Asia focused podcasts and news too from The Block Crunch and one of our own shows, Bitcoin in Asia. Uh, So, you know, I think it's a really good resource for just someone to like, you know, one stop, you know, subscribe and get a bunch of good stuff. Uh, Shows that, you know, maybe some Bitcoiners are fans of Citizen Bitcoin, Bitcoin and Co with Anita Posh, What Bitcoin Did um so you know a bunch of classic bitcoin pods there too um and then you know bitcoin magazine is constantly putting out some new stuff too so i actually have been working hard with bitcoin tina to do a four-part special uh, called bitcoin tina on bitcoin first one drops this friday i don't know when this drops but uh, i'm so excited what's this friday you should have the date i think it's like the eighth oh man if any if, if
1: you haven't met bitcoin tina yet
2: Try uh, to go seven. to
1: I hope he's definitely coming to Bitcoin twenty oh, yeah right? he's yeah.
2: there and the beefsteak, yeah, he'll be everywhere, but uh, yeah, Bitcoin Tina is very bullish, and uh we we have four hours of audio of just the most bullish shit you could imagine. It's great. He's
1: almost like a more likable like Larry David of Bitcoin. He like or not Larry David or like Lewis Black maybe like he like gets angry at like all these these things that I like <laughs> at, all the things that you want to get angry at. Like he just doesn't care and he gets angry at him and and he's so bullish. It's like, it's uh, just being in his presence. I've become more bullish.
2: Oh, definitely. And like we, I, I sunk about 20 hours into making this series with, with Tina between like working on outlines mm-hmm. recording multiple takes, uh, then editing and all that stuff. So um, this makes
1: me so happy, man. I, I told him once that he needed to like, I wanted like, uh, rabbit hole recap Tales from the Crypt to just like have him on at the end of every episode to do like a, a three minute rant. Tina take. Yeah, <laughs> Tina take basically. So I'm really happy that uh, that this is happening and I didn't know about this. So this Dude, is we've, It's been surprise. a good secret.
2: Yeah, but we're we're going to be dropping it and uh, it's going to be four shows over four weeks um, and then we'll release it as a separate like podcast so it can just live on its own and be like its own piece of content. But oh, I'm so excited. He's on my list of people I want to get on the pod. Uh, he's good luck. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know he there's there's not a lot of tina content out there so i felt i felt honored that i uh i pitched him a good idea
1: it's very true tina he he values his privacy like he aside from being on twitter where he's very outspoken you know he likes to be stay stay in the shadows (laughs) definitely but uh we respect him for that but yeah
2: so we're working on a lot of good stuff and you know part of my role jumping in there uh you know full time is to like come up with a lot of cool like series and specials like that you know i feel like when you are a Bitcoiner, you kind of get what Bitcoiners want to hear. So that definitely helps and, you know, helps you make decisions. So um, looking for some really good podcast content coming out of Bitcoin Magazine.
1: And so are you guys mostly focused on on like an audience that is a, a Bitcoiner audience? Or are you trying to grow the audience and, and bring non-Bitcoiners in as well? Like, or it, it kind of varies. Like you're doing some content that's like Bitcoin Tina content, I'm sure is, is geared more towards us. But, uh, you know, do you guys have anything that's like Bitcoin for beginners or... Things like that
2: yeah, so I mean we have a bunch of legacy guides on our mm-hmm. on our website, like Bitcoin for beginners that like have really good SEO, so mm-hmm. like that's always there. I think currently Bitcoin magazine and at least my stance on the podcast stuff is like focused on the Bitcoin audience because I feel like the Bitcoin audience has a lot of like crowd generated content producers that they really, really like. And then there's not a lot of like more formalized media companies that really have Bitcoins back. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to be that. And, you know, essentially we want to just have like that more polished version of Bitcoin content. And, you know, let's say you like what we're doing at Bitcoin Magazine and, you know, you want to show a friend that's kind of crypto curious, like Bitcoin only content, but you you don't want it to be like really rough content or super technical. Like we kind of want to like bring the angle of like, you know, more professional, more, uh, more clean cut, like, you know, what's the difference between Bitcoin 2019 and the average Bitcoin conference? Like, it's that professionalism and that company, you know, having that take. But at the same time, like we are Bitcoiners through and through. So, um, you know, it's kind of like the best of both both worlds. And uh, David Bailey, our CEO likes to say, like, he wants to be the marketing arm of Bitcoin. Of course, Bitcoin's price is the marketing arm. And like all (laughs) of us like, you know, insane uh, evangelists are but um, he wants, that's like his vision for BC media.
1: I love it, man. I mean, I think we really need it. I, uh, I say this a lot to people. Um, we don't really, you know, it's one of the beauties of Bitcoin that we don't have an official marketing arm, right? You know, like we have this grassroots army of people like us who just go out there and spread the word. But I do think we need to think more about how we market Bitcoin because, you know, we're go, if you're, if you, if you're like me and you don't think it, and you, and you do think it's a zero sum game in some ways um you know we're up against not only like the kind of propaganda arms of governments and banks and and you know the the legacy system but we're also up against like developer funds and and ICOs and all this money that they don't know what to do with and so they put it into marketing you know like i don't i don't think tron is going to you know flip in bitcoin ever but you know justin sun is still paying for his face to be on the elevator at consensus and you know that is detracting from you know all this—it's it, it, screwing up the signal-to-noise ratio in, in, in a small way, at least. Um And if we start thinking like the advertisers, then I think we can. You know, I think Bitcoin will succeed, but we can help it succeed quicker if we if we think in a in a more tactical
2: way. Yeah, I mean, I think I have some unpopular opinions in this department. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> and so, I guess let me just kind of preface this that, like, I'm very much a bitcoin maximalist when it comes to investing but i maybe don't necessarily agree with the typical bitcoin maximalist take on what is or is not good for bitcoin Mm. so i really think that almost everything is good for bitcoin like and this is not to say that bitcoiners that are speaking out against altcoins as bad investment Mm -hmm. are doing something wrong sure or doing something counterproductive i think that they are a healthy part of how bitcoin takes over the world but i also think the tron noise is also part of how bitcoin takes over the world like i think a lot of bitcoiners kind of don't see the value in trial by fire and uh confusion. Mm-hmm. And they're just really like, we want a clean cut, save everyone from investing poorly. Everything's a zero sum game. If it's not Bitcoin, it's against Bitcoin. Like, I just don't think it's like that. I think it's a lot more nuanced than that. And like, really, the, th- like the, the cornerstone of my thesis is that like, Bitcoin is anti-fragile. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like the environment where Bitcoin actually has the biggest edge is an environment of chaos. Mm-hmm right especially when you're trying to replace fragile systems right so if we're trying to co-integrate with fragile systems then you know you know peachy love happy environment is great mm-hmm. but if we want to fucking crush fragile systems and take over and be like the back, the backbone of mm-hmm. the monetary system like chaos is good so if you put
1: it in a really good way i actually agree with you in a lot of ways um but i think we may need to make like a distinction between like when bitcoiners t- speak out against whatever shitcoin they're speaking out against they're i feel like they're not protecting bitcoin they're protecting people
2: i like, agree with that yeah but i think that what is good for people is not necessarily it's not necessarily good for bitcoin
1: right it's two different things
2: yeah you know and but I, I don't think that most people make the distinction in their head they're just they're just trying to give good investment advice. This is never investment advice, by the way. But
1: we have a great um, disclaimer at the beginning of the pod that I ripped from Pomp and I changed slightly. So you're protected. You're good. I assume <laughs> exactly. he has good lawyers. So. Yes.
2: That's a good strategy. <laughs> As a podcaster, I, I'm i going to maybe look into that. But um, You guys don't have one? No, we have disclaimers, but it's not ripped from Pomp and oh, yeah. definitely not written by that many lawyers. So.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing about Pomp is well, I shouldn't we should probably get our disclaimer run by our lawyers. I think we already did. Because I know he 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 said this once on Twitter um or on a on a on a podcast. And someone was like, How are you so good at Twitter? How are you doing all these things? And he basically admitted that like he takes what people are thinking and not saying and just like repeats it. Like he just takes these statements and like says them over. So he's very good at reusing things that are out there, um, which I think is like a very smart way to go about doing almost anything. Um, what's that thing they say? Like, good artists borrow, great artists steal, you know, that kind of
2: thing. Anyway. Well, it's kind of the open source ethos too. Yeah, exactly. You put out good ideas and it's free game, man. Exactly. Um, you just gotta keep iterating, and everyone does that does that on some level, I think.
1: I mean, if you're not, then you're, you're doing your, a disservice to yourself and whatever causes you're going, you know, trying to promote. And now, a word from our sponsors. As a crypto trading prodigy with no experience in traditional markets whatsoever, you probably feel like you're invincible. But deep down inside, you know you're not. That's why Arthur's Trade Insurance offers bad trade forgiveness. It starts the day you sign up.
0: With bad trade forgiveness from Arthur's, your rates won't go up just because of one bad trade. Even though you shouldn't have gone 100x leverage at three in the morning after drinking your third sugar-free Red Bull of the night. To take advantage of Arthur's trade insurance, jump up and down while rubbing your belly and say these words, I am a degenerate gambler. Do you wanna earn interest on your Bitcoin? Tantra Labs has the highest performing return on debt in Bitcoin. To find out more about how we have delivered the highest return in the market, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter Medium or the contact link available in the show notes. Now back to the show.
1: Kind of want to talk about POV crypto a bit. Okay, I think um, that's a good segue. Yeah, we were talking about podcasts. Let's let's keep it on the podcast train for a little bit.
2: Yeah, so POV crypto, it's the Bitcoin versus Ethereum podcast. So I'm the Bitcoiner on the podcast and my co-host David Hoffman, who is on Twitter triggering maximalists nonstop.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so I've 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 been triggered once or twice. By him. Yeah,
2: and no, he's very good at triggering triggering uh, Bitcoiners, but it's because he talks to me like he knows uh, like he, he knows, knows our weaknesses. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he he just knows how we think and vice yeah. versa. I'm very good at triggering uh, Ethereans. One thing is I've noticed from doing the podcast is that almost everyone in Ethereum has a lot of Bitcoin, or percentage wise, has like a decent chunk of Bitcoin of their portfolio. So I just have been doing this mantra, like if you hold Bitcoin, you're a Bitcoiner (laughs) because nothing pisses off (laughs) altcoiners, especially like altcoin maximalists more than me calling them a Bitcoiner. But it's true. It's just uh, Bitcoin is the cornerstone of this industry in the backbone. And uh, I think Ryan, I don't agree with a lot of things that Ryan Selkis says, but he said, if you are pro crypto, you are inherently pro Bitcoin. So uh, I, I agree with that, that pretty much everyone has has some sort of you know Bitcoin ultra ulterior motive.
1: It's very true. I mean, even even Roger Vera is known to hold a lot of Bitcoin. So
2: he has more than me. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Roger, if you're listening and you want to come on the pod, uh, I'd have to think about it. Actually, I'd have to think about it. I don't know that you get a blanket invite.
2: Anyway, blanket invites are tough. But what do you think about the idea of like since you have a pod, sure, like. This idea of like giving someone a platform, because I give ETH a lot of platform, to be honest. I'm like,
1: True. I mean, I know this, is, this has come up a lot. I, I think it depends. You know, I, let's use Roger as an example. Roger is an incredibly, an amazing speaker. Like he could probably debate me and I'm not as good of a speaker as he is. And I probably wouldn't have him on the pod unless I had done like a month of prep. Like, I need to know all the things he's going to say or he might say so that I can... That sounds painful. ...argue properly. No, no, no. For real. Um, but I think giving people... There's nothing wrong with giving someone a platform as long as, you know, you're able to refute what they have to say. Um, it's important to know both Such sides of a responsibility.
2: Of yeah. If you just, like, throw softies and you yeah. give someone a platform, then you fucked up. Exactly.
1: I mean, like, who was it? Like, Pomp had the uh...
2: head... Oh, Brad Garlinghouse? Yes,
1: that one. I was just like... I was listening. and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, so at that point, you're just giving someone free advertising.
2: Yeah. Okay. I actually like that. Like if you are going to give a questionable person, uh, a platform, you must bear that responsibility by, you know, having the balls to actually interview them. Exactly. Exactly. All right. That's cool. But yeah, so back to POV crypto, uh, the Bitcoin versus Ethereum podcast, our 100th episode was tweeted was retweeted out by Ansel Lindner, as well as Antiprosis. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, literally the most toxic Ethereum uh, shill on Twitter versus, like, Ansel, who is, like, pretty hardcore uh, Bitcoiner mm-hmm. um, and a fantastic Bitcoiner at that. I'm a big fan of Antle. But, you know, what other podcast gets that? Like, I think that it's truly, like, someone who's prominent in the Bitcoin space and truly someone who's prominent in the Ethereum space, like, you know sharpening our our arguments like having like really interesting con- conversations um recently had a conversation with the guy behind uh bison trails uh so they are a startup that is like a big part of libra but they are also doing like staking val- uh staking and validator infrastructure and like i get to ask him the hard questions like he goes on these ethereum podcasts and it's just softy after softy after softy like they never like get those kind of questions and you know bit- for bitcoiners that are doing podcasts like they don't ever get to ask the hard questions to like the ETH head and make them stumble over it and be like, yo, like, have you even thought about this? Um, so I, I love having that position. And I'm, I'm glad that I can have anyone on my podcast, really. And no one questions that I'm still a Bitcoiner, which is a great position to be in.
1: It's a very unique position. Yeah, <laughs> but you've done a really good job. And also, it's like, I definitely think it's good to have these conversations, you know, um, at least somewhere, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I mean, in, in my biggest takeaway is and I think of like, You know, ranted about this on Twitter, but I I don't think that people, at least in the Bitcoin space, like fully get how there are Bitcoiners everywhere, even if we can't see them or they don't look like the Bitcoiners that we expect. And like people are trying to make Bitcoin better that aren't even interacting directly with like the Bitcoin ecosystem. And a lot of those people are like deep in altcoins. Like it's like we don't like to admit it, but they are still like pushing Bitcoin forward.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, like there's people like like someone like Brock Pierce, for example. Like some people might like love him or hate him. Like he's still done incredible things for Bitcoin and to some extent is still doing incredible things. He's, I would put him in squarely in the shitcoiner category, but, uh, you know.
2: I mean, he's made millions of uh, EOS. Oh, but, oh so, yeah. yeah. But he's From he's, Ethereum to it's uh, he, He's uh, deep in everything, but like he's deep in Bitfinex too. And I think a lot of people think Bitfinex is good for Bitcoin, right? Debatable. I think they are.
1: What do you think, folks? Oh, every
2: everything's good for Bitcoin. So let's not go. forget, like, that <laughs> is the backbone.
1: So coronavirus, good for Bitcoin?
2: Do you listen to the most re- uh, recent rabbit hole recap?
1: I, I haven't finished it yet, but I I got to that part right. yet. Well, well, Matt Matt
2: said that that's what I said <laughs> at the beginning, but I don't, I'm not going to comment. Fair. Coronavirus is not good for Bitcoin 2020. No, no definitely not. It's uh, definitely very annoying. <laughs> It's I don't know it's 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 a little scary. It's like
1: I like I'm kind of on on the like on Marty's side of things. I'm just like yeah, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know like no you don't we don't know enough to know to make a decision. So I don't know. At least it's not as deadly as some viruses are.
2: So some think. something that. Me just talking to Bitcoiners all the time that I immediately did once this coronavirus talk started heating up was I just bought the best fucking masks ever.
1: (laughs) And I need to get the ones that Matt's talking about.
2: Yeah. What the P100s or whatever. But I like I, you know, messaged my roommates like, yo, I'm getting these masks. Like y'all want some? And they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like you fucking prepper. So (laughs) Bitcoin's
1: definitely turned me into a little bit of a prepper. A little bit, or at least it's not because we're, we're preppers. It's like we, we
2: think more long term. Exactly. Long term thinking. Yeah. But on this. So in I, I'm in SF right now. And last year, there's horrible, horrible fires. And like they're blowing up a lot of industrial stuff. So like the air was getting really freaking disgusting. And you could you just couldn't get a mask. Um, Like n- not even like the shitty surgical ones. Um, so my worry,
1: though, is like I, ha- I have like a mask I use for painting that I could use. It's like one of the really yeah. highly rated ones, but mm-hmm. like
2: I just look crazy walking around. Yeah, there's no way not to look crazy with a mask. Uh, yeah, right.
1: But here's the thing: like most of these masks are made in China. <laughs> so, did the people That's making true. my mask were they wearing masks? That's what I want to know.
2: What's next? Depressing.
1: What's next? Let's uh, let's talk cities a little bit. You said you're uh, you're mostly based up in SF. Um... And you were when you kind of when you walked in, you were like, one of the first things you mentioned was how nice it was to like meet up with Bitcoiners in L.A. for the first time. Um, so I kind of want to hear what the scene in L.A. in LA, in SF is like these days, because I know it's always been good. Um, and then Maybe we'll talk a bit about uh, the L.A. folks.
2: Yeah. For, I mean, I think Bitcoiners hate on SF a lot because the city, like the heart of the city is just really unpleasant but in terms of the and all the vc coins but and yeah the vc coins but the bitcoin scene there is like fucking legendary like i was at bit uh sf bit devs last last week lalu's there peter willa's there um peter will live in sf he lives in mountain view yeah i didn't know that uh who else uh jeremy rubens there like brandon curtis is there like there's at least 10 like legit people working on the protocol and I'm just like, they're talking about intense stuff and I'm just like, yep, Chilling. But yeah, I was like, I was literally talking to Peter Willa about like Schnorr, and I was like, yo, how, how experimental is Schnorr? And he just like looks at me, he's like, not experimental.
1: <laughs> what are you trolling him for?
2: Are you actually curious? No, I was curious. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm an idiot. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, uh, trying to understand as much as I can. I feel like um, a lot of
1: people now are like, uh, I hear this, I feel like every podcast has talked about this at least once, where it's just like they debate, not debate, but they're like, wondering if Schnorr is going to be, um, contentious at all and then someone's always just like what are you talking about why would it be contentious so i'm like waiting for that one person to pop up with like a real issue with it and i'm wondering if it'll actually happen i don't think so
2: just watching and trying to learn um it does scare me when everyone agrees Um, right that's
1: like why i'm a little hesitant but, but
2: but that's that's more of like a heuristic uh like this is stuff that i really don't understand at all um but yeah, dude, Bitcoin, governments, and upgrades—that's going to be a big topic at Bitcoin 2020. So um, it's you know Schnorr signatures, Taproot, all that stuff. Very exciting. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, any... not too many fireworks.
1: <laughs> we'll see about that. Any? Uh, any... Well, well, yeah. We no, wait, natu- back
2: to LA, right? Back to LA. So yeah, yeah, man, we're just jumping around a lot. Um, this is what
1: happens when you invite a podcast host onto your podcast—is they they naturally start hosting, but it's good. <laughs> Like, he's keeping me on track. This is great. I'm going to, I'm taking notes right yeah. now.
2: So, SF crypto Bitcoin scene, freaking legendary. Like, that's why, you know, Bitcoin magazine is in Nashville and I'm the SF guy. We also have a New York guy. Um, so both those cities make a lot of sense. Uh, but I'm originally from LA. Um, and LA's Bitcoin scene is turning up. Like, it's not legendary status, but it's pretty there. good.
1: It's getting there. I mean, so we had, uh, I don't know if they're calling it Bitdevs LA. I, I need to talk to uh, Andrew Yang. He's over at uh, River Financial, and he yeah. he. Um, the River
2: guys are awesome too. They're awesome all of too. Them. They're making moves in California. Quit, in quit
1: sidetracking. All right, we're yeah. talking about LA. All right, yeah. There, so there, Andrew
2: LA. Yang, LA, uh,
1: SoCal Lightning. That um, we had Elizabeth Stark last week and which was amazing did you ask
2: her about schnorr signatures no i did not
1: <laughs> uh lalu was uh in the audience as well and was fielding some questions i, I couldn't understand a word he was saying because he speaks at a million miles a-, a second um but uh i don't know if she was joking or not but elizabeth was like man we shouldn't really put the lightning labs office in a- in la like in venice or something and i'm just like yeah
2: please do that dude which- i mean la has just so much to offer it has so much to offer
1: I mean, you can code, you can go to the beach You can come back and code, go to the beach. Like Bitcoin would be done by now. <laughs> Maybe not.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like LA went from the shitcoin-iest of all cities to just like swung so hard Bitcoin. It really like blows my mind, to be honest. But you were like, I don't know, like you were kind of part of that swing. Like it really happened in 2019. Like, I was can you, a can big shitcoiner.
1: I was a big shitcoiner.
2: No, but like and... in general... Like it's just a huge group of people at the same time.
1: I'm not sure like if there was like one impetus or not. I think, you know, in LA there's a a lot of uh or there were a lot of crypto hedge funds. And a lot of them went deep into tokens and there's a huge EOS community out here. Um and you know Brock. Yeah, Brock. I mean Brock lives in Venice or he's here part of the year. Um and you know, I think it it wasn't that it was such a crypto town it was just like that was what was going on it was like the run-up in 17 it led to a lot of things happening people were getting excited but it wasn't until like people started doing that bitcoin dive like i did as well like um and people really started kind of doing their research finally and so i think it was just like the perfect storm like all the alts died bitcoin died and was reborn as it always is and rose uh, from
2: the flames yeah
1: exactly (laughs) you know and we i think also a lot of the bitcoiners like started to get to know each other so like the oc community got to know the bitcoiners who were up in la and we we've all made way more of an effort to actually go to like go to the meetups and like really hold events and then a lot of new companies sprung up like river or give bitcoin and so i don't know i'm just super i'm super bullish on la bitcoiners and uh if you're out there listening move to la and bring your bitcoin <laughs>
2: Let's go. Well, I mean, honestly, for as much shit as California gets, like, I think it's a perfect example of network effects, though. It Cause, is. Like, dude, network effects are hard to shake, man.
1: It's hard. Although I will say, like, even like like our company, we're we're not leaving L.A., but like, we're I think we're gonna open an office in Puerto Rico just for taxes. Like, California is wonderful, but goddamn.
2: Yeah, no, so. I definitely feel that too. Uh, what's your opinion on Sovereign Individual? Have you read it?
1: I've read the first third of it. I haven't finished it yet. So Dude, I'm
2: I'm just grinding through it. But uh,
1: I just hear when I read it, I hear it in Marty's voice.
2: I wish I had that. <laughs> I can, I don't even know whose voice I hear it in. But one of the biggest things about it is just uh, political and geographical arbitrage. So Bitcoin makes so, that happen. So
1: do you think that we're headed towards a world of like city states?
2: Like it's, it's hard to tell when things are going to happen. Mm. Like I. I think that that is the direction we're going.
1: It's a possibility, but like some, you know, there's so many ifs.
2: I I think it it makes more sense in the future. Like I really agree with with uh, sovereign individuals, kind of what the what they paint. Mm -hmm. But it's just like when that happens, it's it's so hard to tell.
1: I think it happens right after Bitcoin 2020. So let's get back to that. Uh, I want to know what you're most excited about for Bitcoin 2020 because you're uh, you're pulling all those strings. So. uh...
2: Dude, I'm I'm excited for it to happen.
1: Um, <laughs> what can you share? We got Tony Hawk coming. We got yeah. Nick Sabo in the house.
2: Dude, so many good people. Adam Back, Aaron Van Werdum, Caitlin Long, a lot of good ladies uh, gonna be there. Haley Lennon, Dovey Wan, uh, Jeremy Rubin, who we mentioned before mm-hmm. at BitDevs, John Carvalho, Bitcoin Airlog, always spicy. Um we're doing our we're doing our best to get as many core contributors on the speaking list as possible.
1: That's like, not a good idea. What are you doing? <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? You put them all in one room and like, that's that's a huge risk for Bitcoin. We got to make sure that they're like well, only- Why are you a... even
2: seeding those vibes?
1: <sighs> just
2: kidding, Matt folks. and Marty are going to be there. Nick Zabo. Are we uh, doing a- uh, Tons of people.
1: Rooftop uh, recording of Tales from the Crypt?
2: That happened last year. It would be fantastic if it happened again, man. All right, we got to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm some... just reading off the list right now. You can go on Bitcoin2020.conference.com to see the full list, but I mean, everyone you wanna see, Ray Youssef, Rockstar Dev, Rodolfo, Steve Lee, uh, Tony Hawk and Wiz, like you- Wiz is coming too? Yeah, Wiz is coming. <sighs> I was so. in Japan
1: recently and I, I, I was trying to meet up with Wiz, but I didn't have time, I was really bummed.
2: Well, this is your opportunity, yeah. dude. And Ru- Russell Oakland gonna
1: speak? We gotta, we gotta make that happen.
2: Make it happen for us. He's not confirmed yet, but I mean, I don't know why we, he, he wouldn't, you know, like- yeah, Seems like he would. <laughs> it, California, Bitcoin. Let's go. Um, uh, but dude, like it's it's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, it's going to like you can go on the website and there's already a weeks tab. So the event starts on Friday the 27th. Mm-hmm. But starting Tuesday the 24th is the first event put on by Noddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 25th, uh, currently there's like an anti-conference happening. is, which is like event? Yeah, Kate, uh, Katie's event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a Citadel wor- Workshop put on by mm-hmm. Matt. Um, there's a beefsteak at night on the on Wednesday that... oh, Wait, we,
1: we gotta talk about the beefsteak but first I have an, a question that everybody yeah. wants to know will there or won't there because I heard yes will there be a half pipe
2: the chances of the half pipe have never been higher but there's always like loopholes that the city could throw at us and we're just like getting the paperwork done but they've never been higher and Tony Hawk is trying to shred the half pipe that's for sure
1: we, we got to make that happen. This Dude, is, the city
2: of San Francisco. Wait please. a, a sec.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody has to build um, do the t- a lightning version of the Tony Hawk game. Is that is that happening?
2: I'm not going to comment. Oh, There's going to be a lot of cool lightning surprises.
1: All right, folks. Get your tickets. Please go. Seriously, you won't regret it.
2: You won't regret it. And hey, you can use code CK2 for 20% off. If you made it this far in the podcast, you deserve it.
1: We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. What okay. is it? CK2? No,
2: just CK. Oh, just CK. Yeah, keep it simple. 20% off. 20% off. And oh. hey, if you pay with Bitcoin, it's always $50 off. So we want those stats, so we're we're willing to discount it.
1: You guys really do want your stats. They made me pay in Bitcoin for the beefsteak. Uh, oh, yeah. So it sold out? Oh, it completely sold out. Sorry, y'all. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's give them some FOMO. Tell us about the beefsteaks. What was it like? Where did these start? Um, and why are these so important to Bitcoiners?
2: Okay, so a lot of Bitcoiners... Appreciate the red meat, to say the least. Uh, at Bitblock Boom last year, I'm pretty sure I only ate steak the entire time. <laughs> like every meal was a steak dinner. Um, they should have
1: charged me more for my flight back because I was
2: I was like 10 pounds heavier. It was it was pretty bad. I thought he was healthy, dude. But um, <laughs> yeah, so this gentleman by the name of Josh, he is a New York City bitcoiner. His handle on Twitter is at a waste slice, but he is just an epic chef. And an epic Bitcoiner at that. But I met him at magical crypto conference last year. And I there was also a steak dinner that Pierre held that Was I he the was, guy who was standing hungrily near the cow who was kind of like gazing at it with a blank look on his face? I'm sure he spent some time doing that, just thinking about what he could do to it. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, he's not crazy. So I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to paint him in that light. But um yeah, so met him a couple times in New York. He had held these beefsteak dinners before in the past um, where it's essentially, you know, he's just making every type of like cut of beef in the most amazing marinades and styles and smoking it like the whole nine yards. Really, it's just like the best beef you could ever imagine. Right. And so he's doing these parties where um you show up, no napkins, no utensils, only steak and beer. Right. And <laughs> um, so
1: so. Alright, so this is an event that's happening before Bitcoin 2020. Uh, you guys have done it before. Are, yes. It's all home cooked. Like he's doing oh, all the cooking. Dude,
2: all day. He labors. Oh wow. All day. All day. Like they ship an entire cow to my to to the venue. Like it, it is a lot of steak. I'm like, really excited. every every cut that you can imagine. Does he like want to Highest help? Quality? I love
1: to cook. Like, can I hit him up and be like, hey, can I come help with prep and all that? Or you can. I'm you gonna, can.
2: I'm gonna do that. Um but yeah, long story short, like Josh labors all day. He puts on these incredible parties. I met him in New York. I heard legends of these parties. He was planning to go to Bitcoin 2019. And I was like, dude, like, let's make this thing happen at Bitcoin 2019. Like, right before um, the night before the conference, like, we got to just have everyone over and uh, and have an epic fucking Bitcoin beefsteak. Oh, so, last year, it was it was legendary. Like, I'm, I I could rattle off the names, but it's pretty much everyone that you'd follow on Twitter. Like, they were there in real life. So, a lot of intellectual capital on that roof, and probably a lot of Bitcoins. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- we're keeping the location secure and, and private, but it's, uh, it's a great time. And uh, this year, we're hoping to do it again. Uh, have a great group uh, lined up already. Uh, tickets sold out in like 45 minutes. So uh, sorry if you weren't... If Like, really, you have to be addicted to Twitter in order to get a ticket. <laughs> like It was like, all right, here's the tickets, and then they're gone. Um, but... It's going to be a fantastic event. Again, like Josh Away Slice, like he is the Bitcoin beef god, like of all the Bitcoin grillers out there, like, sorry, haven't tried your stuff, but I'm pretty confident Josh is better. <laughs> all
1: right. So be uh, before we move on and finish up, uh, I just have one last question about it.
2: Where, like, where does, how do you cook a whole cow? Where does this take place? Like, do you? I mean, the, it's not an entire cow put together. It's just different cuts of the cow.
1: Right, right. but you, you guys rent like a uh, like a restaurant hall or something for this or like like he's not cooking it out of his own like
2: private kitchen, is he? Or like Josh makes some magic. But I mean, it's, it is a private kitchen in San Francisco. Got it. Yeah. But there's a, a smoker and like a standard gas grill and then a legit oven. Yeah. But oh, man, Dean. Right. yeah, it's incredible.
1: I'm so excited. And now so I'm yeah, hungry B- for lunch. The
2: Bitcoin Beefsteak, one of the, uh, one of the awesome events happening around Bitcoin 2020. Uh, a bunch of other ones, Whale Night too. So if you're trying to rub shoulders with all the industry leaders, you can get tickets for that. That's the day before the conference. And then Bitcoin 2020, 3,500 to 4,000 Bitcoiners all coming together in San Francisco. Oh, wow. That's more Three- than last year, right? Twice as many, dude. Shit. Like we we've already sold last year's ticket numbers, and mm-hmm. we still have like fifty three days to go. Shit. It's gonna be epic.
1: Uh, and I bet you guys, you guys were selling tickets for, for Bitcoin back in the, like earlier in the year, so you guys probably did pretty well off that, no?
2: Well, we immediately sold tickets after Bitcoin twenty nineteen, right. and I'm pretty sure ticket prices our Bitcoin prices is like eleven thousand. So oh, we're right. down. We're, we are down a little bit on that, but I mean, dude, we like our tickets. We've had a substantial amount of Bitcoin tickets sold because of the discount. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, we've pretty much been dollar cost averaging the whole way, you know? So like, <laughs> and we don't like, we don't convert those into dollars. So, you know, all those, all those Bitcoin tickets are just sats in our, in our wallet. It's fantastic. Company with conviction. I love yeah, it. Yeah, dude. We're ho- we're holding Bitcoin. That's for sure. All yeah. right. As uh, BTC
1: media's official representative in the Tantra office today, uh, I want to close things out with a little game that we sometimes play. Let's do it. It's called Bitcoin, Bitcoin or, or Shitcoin. Shit Uh, Savannah, if you could add some uh, cool sound effects for that, that would be awesome. Savannah's our editor. Uh, I always do these little notes, which we always say we're going to take out, but we never take them out. All right, let's start it off. Basically, the way this game works is I'm going to name a random item or event, so basically a noun, and you're going to tell me if it's Bitcoin or shitcoin. So like in line- Do with I ever Bitcoin. explain it
2: or just give my verdict?
1: You can, you can explain whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. So first off, should we, we'll start with something easy. Beefsteaks.
2: Very Bitcoin.
1: So why is that? Why is, why is, why is it a Bitcoin thing? I'm kidding. We just went into it. You do Yeah, to I
2: mean, five minutes of that. But I mean, ultimately, red meat is the finest of meat, and it takes the most energy to produce. And just it's it's that good health right there.
1: So it's a low time preference uh, food food source. All right, now we got iPhones. This is a tricky one, I think.
2: This is, you know, I would say it's the finest of shit coins. But <laughs> you know, ultimately, there's there's some definite rent seekery in there, but. I'm a full iPhone user, uh, the whole ecosystem, and just like everyone's a Bitcoiner, there's a lot of closet Apple fans out there that hate on Apple, but but you know have a laptop or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: it's hard to get away from it. I'm tempted to get an Android just so I can have uh, Samurai Samurai on my phone, but yeah, we'll see. All right, next football.
2: I think it's Bitcoin.
1: Okay, now what about the Super Bowl? Is the Super Bowl itself Bitcoin?
2: Not last year's. Not last year's. <laughs> this this year's was Bitcoin.
1: This year's was pretty Bitcoin. You do you enjoy the game?
2: I did enjoy the game. Uh, I'm in the Bay Area, so uh, was rooting for the Niners, but ultimately not really a Niners fan since I'm from LA. And it was just a good game, man. Like four or five lead changes. It was exciting. We got to get you out to a uh, Chargers game next year. Oh God, I hate the. Uh, I love the Chargers <laughs> and Russell. <Akun. laughs> I mean, just to support Russell,
1: you don't have yes. to support the Chargers. I'll go
2: to a Russell Acuna game. <laughs>
1: there you go. A PTC pay server game. Exactly. Um, all right, next on the list, uh bird scooters. Being from San Francisco, I know you have a
2: probably have a complex relationship with these. I don't. Uh I think Bitcoin. Yeah. Cause I mean, honestly, I think that this whole mobility revolution is just good for cities and it's gonna make cities more dense. Although there are obvious drawbacks right now. We're figuring it out. You know you know how shitty Uber was at airports? Now, they, like, they have a special area. It's, like, streamlined. Well, like You got to try it at the LA airport.
1: They totally changed it. Did they fuck it up? They fucked the whole thing up. So they, n- now at, at the airport, you have to get on a bus and go to a separate area that's, like, an Uber area. Actually, you know what? They may have fixed it. I was hearing complaints, like, the week they changed it, and, like, nobody knew what was going on.
2: You know the airports individually iterate, but I fe- my experience, and I do a lot of traveling, is that a lot of airports in the U.S. have gotten figured it out, and I think that's going to happen with the scooters and the bikes. And I think that ultimately, like, it does make a city a lot more just, you know, get aroundable. Get aroundable. That's a real word, folks. Now, yeah.
1: in a similar vein, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, Uber. No, we're, we're talking about Uber. We're talking about Bird scooters. We were talking about shit. I had a great one. All right, we'll move on. Forget that. One of my favorites, Twitter. <sighs> That's a tough on. I love Twitter. Yeah. God damn it. It's kind <laughs> of a shit coin, though. I mean, even with the uh, new hashtag, they did a they did a big thing. They didn't. Uh, you type hashtag Ethereum, you get nothing.
2: Yeah, but I mean, we know where Jack lies there. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is a bitcoin, but yeah, okay. Twitter is currently a shitcoin. Fair. That's a good that's a good
1: answer. All right, this one I threw on here as a homage to uh our our man uh, Safadine
2: and I'll, Doritos. 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 Doritos is a shitcoin. Yeah, it is. I haven't had Doritos in a long time and I'm not like a I'm not like a keto carnivore mm-hmm. like I eat normal people food probably to the detriment of my health, but I still do it. Doritos suck. <laughs> just like they're just like imagine like the shittiest chips that you can get at a Mexican restaurant and then like make it worse and then put like shitty sauce like stuff on it like yeah some of it like tastes like there's sugar on like literally on oh the there's chip. definitely sugar i them. mean they're, it, they're not even hiding it you know it just i don't know shitcoin
1: they're like the classic uh, food that I, I love hearing safe shit on doritos it's my favorite <laughs> although i'll i'll say at uh, uh well he doesn't listen to this pod so it's all right um at, Bit, at Bitblock Boom last year, I asked him, "I'd say if I was like, how much would I would you actually have to get paid to eat a full bag of Doritos?" And he was like, "He said he'd do it for a thousand dollars." I think we should pull together a fund just because I want to see Bit, uh, Safe eat a bag of <laughs> Doritos. Uh, all right, I'll also do a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd eat a bag of Doritos for twenty bucks right now.
2: <laughs> I'm cheap. Um, Tony Hawk. That's an easy one. Dude, he's a Bitcoin dude. Yeah, he's Bitcoin. He's a Bitcoiner. He's an innovator. Like people think of him as a skateboarder, but like the dude is the only skateboarder that has a award series, award winning video game. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he's a legend. He's a, a legend. Innovator, and... just yeah. Can't say enough good things. When we'll I heard him he was,
1: when I heard he was a Bitcoiner, I was like, oh, he's,
2: he's telling was... this story on stage. Really? Let's go. Oh man. Yeah. I'm so excited.
1: I need to make like some sort of. Man, I should do this. I should, like, make, like, a piece of artwork on a skateboard just to, like, (laughs) try to get him to buy it. (laughs) Somebody did a really cool uh, skateboard that I saw on Twitter, and uh, I tried tagging Tony to try to get him to...
2: It was, like, a Bitcoin one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other artist did it. It was really rad. All right. Last, but certainly not least, so this might be the toughest one you've had to answer so far. Is this Bitcoin or shitcoin? The POV Cryptopod. Ooh. That's
2: a hard one. Like you can give a I, percentage of the time maybe. Okay, so we we did an analysis of 2019 and of our 80 shows, 36 were explicitly bitcoin focused, 36 or 32 were ethereum focused and then there was like 12 uh in between shows. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um I want to say it is bitcoin because one uh, we definitely talk a lot about bitcoin. I think we learn a lot about how unorthodox Views about Mm -hmm. the Bitcoin ecosystem, which I think is a lot bigger than most Bitcoiners will make it out to be.
1: Us maximalists are, we're we're very loud. We make it seem like
2: we're bigger than we are. (laughs) You know, just Bitcoin works its wonders in uh, ways we don't even understand. But yeah, so no, POV crypto is very Bitcoin. I'm actually ashamed that I even hesitated. But um, (laughs) if you want to learn about, uh, a lot of things that are happening in this space, and I think it's very much Signal, even though I, sometimes I have to fight David um, to, to, to maintain the the Bitcoin status. Um, but it's a good show, man. You guys should check it out. Go check it out, folks. Start with the, uh, the Matt O'Dell episode. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And I think the recent stuff we're doing is really top notch. Uh, about to put out Ray Youssef of Paxwell. That was very interesting. His company is probably one of the most interesting companies in the space.
1: So where uh, where can people find the POV Crypto Pod?
2: At POV Crypto Pod on Twitter, um, as well as most podcast players, POV Crypto. Um, and then you can find me at CK underscore Snarks or uh, check out Bitcoin Magazine to check out the other stuff I'm doing there.
1: Hell yeah. And Bitcoin2020conference.com. Use code CK for 20% off. Don't tell anybody. Or and, tell everyone. Or tell everybody. Just buy that. tickets. <laughs> um, and then one last thing I remembered. CK Snarks, where does that come from?
2: Uh, ZK Snarks, and I was like, I'm CK. How do I come up with something funny? And that was just the lowest hanging fruit. All
1: right, fair. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. I think folks. it works in
2: multiple ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, I don't know. There's something there with being snarky about uh, No,
2: yeah, yeah. It works. It it, it it, just, there's layers. There's layers to it. You yeah. got to unpack just it. Just like Bitcoin. There's layers to it. <laughs> Bitcoin's
1: like an onion. All right, that's a bad joke. And we're gonna end on that. All right. Christian, thank you for uh for coming on the pod. I'm excited to see you next year uh in the coming year at the conference. See, like
2: a month and a half. Oh shit, I gotta go prep some artwork. All right. Yeah. Get your flight. Let's go.
1: Oh no. I'm driving up. I'm driving up a truck full of artwork. I'm gonna make a trip of it. I'm doing something very Bitcoin. I'm gonna maybe I'll paint the truck. I'll stop in cities along the way. I'll tell people to use your code. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Dude.
2: Just, go. just bring people on the yeah, truck.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll get a school bus and just, come on, we're going to the Bitcoin
2: conference. You did that last year.
1: Oh, yeah, we did do that last year. Nah, not doing it this year. <laughs>
2: All right, peace. Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Consider leaving us a positive review and sharing us with your friends. And if you'd like to earn interest on your Bitcoin, Tantra Labs has the highest performing return on debt in Bitcoin. To find out more about how we have delivered the highest return in the market, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, Medium, or the contact link available in the show notes. Thanks for listening.